So hello, everybody. True Vegan Radio, November uh, edition. And uh, I'm very happy at this time to have no other than Teddy Spaghetti from True Vegan Atlanta and Dixie Darkness with me. Uh, we've, we, we go way back, I think, uh, Teddy. Uh, we go some 20, almost 20 years back uh, talking about the old forum a discussion board for two vegans back in a day where we got to know each other. We've never met in person. And I think this is actually the first time I see you on a Zoom call, even. That all sounds correct. Yeah, everything. Yeah. So tell me tell me about yourself. Uh, Teddy Spaghetti uh, is your warrior name, but you're also uh, publicly known um, as Teddy Spaghetti. What? Um, tell me about your Jugend. How, how, did, how did you get to join a Jugend back then in the years? And how was the last 20 years for you? It's funny. When I was living in the New York City area, and this would have been, yeah, 20 years ago, I really wanted to, I was fascinated by the Jugend because they, uh, it's, everything looked so cool. And I was on the message board. And then we always talked about making a chapter, but I think you had to buy three jackets at the time. Mm-hmm. for them to make a chapter jacket and we could never me and my friends could never find like a third person who wanted to spend that much money for the jacket so we never officially got jackets in new jersey and i guess it was there was no it was no social media so i never connected with the other guys in new jersey that were there now but when i moved to atlanta i had a turbo yugen hoboken shirt that we made there's the town i lived in mm-hmm. and i'd gone to the star bar with my now wife no yeah i Went to the star bar. No, that's not right. I was went to see Valiant Thor and Fu Manchu with my wife. And we met Gary Oxen and his wife, Mika, who then later, uh, you know, invited us to join the, the Atlanta chapter, which is, you know, okay. many, you, many, many you years. Saw, you saw that jeans jacket and walked up to them because you knew it and uh, sort of. It's actually even, even funnier. My wife's Japanese and his wife is Japanese, and they were both standing in line to use the toilet. Started talking to each other. She had her jacket on, and then she was like, "Oh, come back and meet my husband. He's the or my fiance. He's the vice president of Turbo Yugo in Atlanta." And it's just gone from there. Okay. Well, so see, because um, uh, sometimes when I'm back in, in Vienna, my hometown, I, I I get to meet all the Yugans, but some of them would never or not wear their even at concerts, there could be any or any more. And I, I don't know. I wouldn't, I, 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 it bewilders me because as, as you, you were pointing out, good things happen from it. You, people walk up to you and, and eventually it could end up in your chapter. It's funny that you say that. We were, we've been many places where we've met people who said, I'm in the chapter, but um, I don't have my jacket on. We were in Naples, Italy, walking down the street, and a guy came running out of his store and said, I'm in Turbiuga, Naples. Meet me here in an hour. We'll go get drinks and then go see some bands play. Because you were wearing the Kuta, right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that always helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same thing happened to me in, uh, where was that? In Gothenburg, Sweden. I was getting a hot dog, and all of a sudden, there were two vegans from Gothenburg standing in line in yeah. front of me. So that sure is a, a good way of connecting. I met Omar from uh, Turbiugan Vegas. I was at a festival and we just walked past each other like at the festival and we're like, hey, I'm Ted. I'm Omar. Where are you from? I'm from here. Like, let's go get beers. And like, you know, we're friends ever since. Yeah. So that this is exactly the way it happened. So that's the first lesson from this podcast. Wear your jacket, keep your yeah. eyes open and talk to people. 
maybe for, for, for some older yogis or younger yogis, get social, even in desperate times like this. But the reason I, I, I wanted you on a podcast is uh, uh, mainly um, your um, record label. Uh, maybe tell the audience about your, your record label and how does everything came together. So I started Spaghetti Town Records, I think in 2014 or 2015. I think the first record came out in 2015. And it's actually even, you can relate it still. We were in Lima hanging out with the Turbo Yugan Lima people and they were playing us this band, Moda Sierra, who's from Uruguay. And I was like, this band is incredible. I was like, how have I never heard of this band? Why, you know, like they're just a killer action rock band. And uh, I was when I got home, I was like, someone has to release this in the United States and try to bring them, you know, over to America. So, and those dudes were on, I didn't know this at the time, but later found out they were on the Alpha Motherfuckers mm -hmm. uh, tribute album. And uh, I, they are also in Turbugan's, I think it's, yeah, Montevideo, the capital city of Uruguay. Mm -hmm. so, so it does actually come full circle. So that was the first release we put out. Uh, so that's, and and you, you got to know the, the band from Uruguay, Motor Sierra, and then you set up an, your own, you just started your own label because of this band, because you wanted to promote them? Yeah, I started messaging the singer and was just like, have you, you know, are you releasing anything? Are you putting anything out? And he was like, maybe, you know, we're thinking about it. And then eventually he's like, yeah, we're going in the studio. And I was like, I very much want to release this in the United States. You know, what do we have to do? Yeah. Have you had any prior expertise in uh, in the pressing records where you in bands so did you know how to do it or was it just did, did you start start off from scratch i am a terrible terrible musician so i've definitely never been in i've tried to learn instruments it's just i don't have the i don't know patience or uh just natural abilities so it didn't, that didn't work for me always been a crazy music fan but i did work in my when i was younger at a radio two radio stations and later at a record a major record label so I had some idea, you know, more more clue than your average person. And uh, I did work at a, a publicity company. So I knew a little bit, you know, but the early days is definitely, a, it was a lot of learning curve and things I would have done, you know, you may have done differently. Okay. So you, you got one band uh, on, how was the, 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 how was Motor Sierra received and how did it really work out? When, when was that, by the way? What, what I think that was 2015. We did a, a, a seven inch single mm -hmm. and yeah, it was really well received. There was a lot of people just like, who yeah, same, same kind of response. Like who the hell is this band and why have I never heard of them? I think the biggest struggle for me with that release was they have, they don't play the U S or not in the U S and uh, their songs are in Spanish, which some people have. I mean, I, I don't think it's a big deal, but some people you know, have a harder time if it's not in their native language. Okay. So did you manage to get them over for, for a tour then, following you at the release? No, we haven't. It's incredibly expensive. I thought it would be cheaper because I'm thinking United States and Latin America it would be a low cost. Mm -hmm. But it's incredibly expensive. To fly down. Uh, oh, Yeah. And it's also tough for bands to come to the U.S. Like you want to make it as worthwhile since you're spending so much money. But the United States is so big. Mm. You know, oh, yeah. um, there's so many cities you should, you know, you should play. And it's I think it's unless you can commit a month, it's very difficult you know, mm -hmm. to play a, a lot of shows. Okay, but you said, so you started up with uh, with this one band. What uh, what did follow? How was the what? How did you continue the whole thing, the whole gig? 
I then actually also you can relate it is I got an email from a guy who was like, hey, I'm in this band called The Sweet Things. Like, we understand you have a label. We'd like to send you like our demos. And the more I looked into it, I was like, two of those dudes are in Turbayuga, New York City, Sam and Dave. And this, I thought the songs were great. And that became our, our second release was that single. So the Jugend, being part of the Jugend immediately helped. Oh, yeah. It's funny is I knew those guys and I'd met them before. And I don't think, I don't know if I knew they were in a band. I mean, they looked like they were in a band, but I don't think I knew they were in a band. But I got, yeah, when I got the demos, I was like, these songs are awesome. Like, I'd love to release this. Okay, um, cool. So uh, this was exactly one question I wanted to ask you. How how come, how can, uh, how does Jürgen being in the Jürgen being in this whole network really help? But obvious, obviously it, it did because the first two bands were actually in Jürgen. Yeah. Um, does, does this trend still continue? continue? Is, is the Jürgen network still helping you, helping you getting new bands, let's say from re releases from overseas? Would you do stuff like for European or Australian or I don't know, African Asian band? Would you do that? Is that is that a springboard for for uh, Jürgen related bands from from other continents? It definitely helps because you have this built in fan base of crazy music fans like dudes in Turbo Jürgen are usually really into music we're you know usually into a lot of the same bands we share a lot of the same interests um it's funny my uh, release i did like maybe two months ago was a split seven inch and it had uh the strip who are from australia who are in turbugan uh melbourne mm -hmm. i had them on a podcast once as a cream puff so yeah they are awesome but it's it uh is that the, the, the type of music this uh Well, is it com contemporary rock and roll with a scent of the 70s, 80s? Is that the type of music you would always feature? Or what styles of music does your label feature? So we started off doing like action rock with Moda Sierra and then more yeah, contemporary rock and roll with sweet things. But it's funny, like, because some people are like, what do you, you know, like, like, what kind of music are you listening? Do you like? And I was like, well, if you listen to the label, follow the label and you'll see like, that's exactly what I like. So there's some power pop releases, some punk rock releases, some action rock, um, some bobber rock records. That's mm -hmm. a little bit of everything, but it's all guitar driven music. Like that's, you know, we're fans. I'm a fan of guitar rock. You know, we'd like to see more people listening and buying and getting into guitar rock music again. It's just you yeah. know, not as popular as it once was. Exactly. This is one big problem of, I, I would say, for like that the music genre itself, that most of the young people don't listen to it anymore. So they have to, there's a certain, well, a certain task or duty to keep it somehow alive. And with your record label, you're basically doing it. Um, at, uh, looking at um, or talk, thinking about Jugends, um, is it, how, how can you tell me, how can Jugends speak? get in touch with you or um, to, to, to maybe set a, get a deal with you um, getting released in the US. Is that a way you would like to promote here? Uh, yeah, I mean, email is always the best. And I say email because if you message me on Facebook and we're not friends, it goes into that other folder yeah. that you forget to check. If you message the business, like the label Facebook page, it doesn't pop up. It goes into, again, another folder, it's weird. I know um, I've seen I've had that. Yeah, it's mm. super frustrating. And the people who message me on Instagram, yeah, it just goes into like yeah, into the into the wild. So email is the always the best. You know, if you can go to my Facebook or my Instagram, my email address is there, and because then I can kind of 
put it, you know, look at it, go back to it, and then send um, um, a SoundCloud link. Yeah, it's not right. like a folder where I have to download everything to then stream it. Just let me stream it. Okay, or Bandcamp, yeah. some stuff like that. Yeah, Bandcamp. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little, a little about yourself. You know, I, I genuinely try to listen to every single demo because mm -hmm. uh, there may be something really cool that I don't know about. How many are you getting a, a week demos? I probably get five a week. Okay, five a week, especially now in the last year. Since not as many bands have been playing live, they've mm -hmm. been recording and writing. So a ton of people are have just new music out there that they are itching to release and tour to support. Yeah, I mean, this was one thing I wanted to ask you. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of talking about that new virus uh, uh, because it's here all the time anyway. But still, I wanted to ask you, how do you think the, the last one and a half years have impacted your label? Um, obviously bands as you were mentioning are not playing right now um not playing live which should give them more time to produce new music talk about true negro <laughs> um on the other hand they're not playing live so people are cannot follow them which usually i would say boosts record sales what, what's your take on that so the first six months were really tough Because, I mean, again, no one knew what was going on. No one knew what was happening. No one was getting together. Like, we put out two records in the first six months, and it was only because, like, they'd been planned to come out. Like, that's the only reason. And then afterwards, uh, no one can tour for it. No one can support. No one can play shows. Uh, so, like, we have a built-in base that buys records every time. But you were, you're looking to grow the base and reach new people. So not being able to tour, it's harder to reach new people. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'd say like the next six months is when bands started trying to safely get together and record practice because no one knew yeah we didn't know what was happening and they're like well maybe in six months from now we'll be playing shows yeah uh, so then everyone started recording or bands that had like one band I worked with was going to do like a four song EP and they were like well we were going to tour we can't tour so let's just record eight more songs and we'll make an album And okay. then when, when the album comes out, hopefully we can tour for that. And that'll be out next year. Lately, bands have, in the States, people have started playing shows again, slowly. Yeah. So it's starting to happen. And I guess we'll have to see what happens in the, in the, uh, the new year. Yeah. What, what, overall, would you say it's a more of a negative impact on, on the whole thing? Or, or, or do people buy more records? Because, first of all, they can't go out they can't drink they cannot go on vacation as much so they have a shit lot of money there okay so what uh, what what are am i doing okay i'm gonna spend it on records i'm gonna be building up a record collection yeah, i'm home all, i'm home all the time well, yeah you know, what do i want to do i'll play some records there was a lot of uh yeah we we just had a sale for the first first six months because we're like you know you're saying yeah we know you're stuck at home i'm stuck at home here's an incentive to buy some records Mm -hmm. you know and i'm home i can do all the mail order i can crank things out um th there so that was kind of the positives people were buying records they were getting government assistance and i buying records and now we're seeing the downside of uh everyone kind of is aware of this of the delays in record pressings oh yeah before in europe it would be three four months for a pressing and now it's six to nine months sometimes a year because oh, wow. every everyone recorded 
everyone wrote an album and now everyone's trying to put it out at the same time so there's too much of a cue uh in the it's not it's not uh let's say vinyl as a well as a well not vinyl as a material but the cue for the for for the pressings right yeah everyone that's can what... yeah like a, a plant can take on a certain amount of releases and that's just gone through the roof a lot of plants aren't even taking new pressings because they're so mm -hmm. delayed there was stuff we should have normally we would have had in like may or june that we're just starting to see now so that's been the downside is vinyls is very very delayed internationally yeah but yeah, see, as you're mentioning you're focusing solely on, on vinyl or mostly or do you also do cassettes or cds C we've done cds and cds are cheap and they you can have them produced in a week mm. um And we sell some CDs. I've never done a cassettes, I mean, partly because uh, I don't even have a cassette player. Yeah. But yeah. some uh, cassettes are cheap and easy to do. You know, if I've pressed 100 CDs, I'll usually, you know, sell 30 CDs, weirdly. No, so not enough. Only a third of them. I mean, enough to make, enough to pay for it. Yeah. But what you're saying is that uh, producing CDs is, is cool and everything, but eventually, Not to not to too many people buy it. Yeah, and I still prefer vinyl. You know, I just want to do vinyl yeah. all the time. Yeah, that's a, but it's, it's a big boom, as I know. Vinyl has obviously, which is not big news, out 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 sold uh, CDs for years now. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the whole thing turned around for years. It's been turning around for years, and people are. I th I would think people are getting their even especially during the one last one and a half years. People are buying. The old hi-fi towers again and uh, going through eBay and setting up or buying new ones to, yeah. to be because they're home uh, all the time anyway so that why don't you just spin a record which I've yeah been. there were there was that period where everyone was just buying those really cheap record players like those $50 Crosley record player and I think now they're they're since they're invested in vinyl they're like well I'm gonna buy nicer speakers I'll get a nicer amp I'll get a better yes. turntable so why don't you, you cannot do, obviously you cannot invest in 500 records and have a shitty player uh, record yeah. player that doesn't make too much sense right yeah it would have those like tiny little speakers it sounded like he was playing through a tin can yeah i mean sometimes your urban outfitters and stuff like that, they have cheap stuff but uh obviously but i'm lucky maybe talking about myself for, for a minute i have my i still own my first hi-fi tar that my father bought in the 17th where i was i put on my first i was standing on the Uh, on, the, on, uh, on, a, on a chair, just setting up my oh, cool. my children, music, whatnot. Uh, it's I still have it. It's, it's just right behind me at, at this moment. I still have this one. This, this, this. I still have my parents' stereo from the early '80s, and the amp died like six months ago. And I had like a month where I, I just couldn't figure out what to. That was in a. I was. It was. It was a dark time. I couldn't yeah. figure out what to do, and I, I hadn't bought an amp in 30 years, and. Uh, a friend of mine gave me one, uh, one that he had, and it's actually a really nice amp. I was very lucky. Yeah, I mean that's very cool if you have it. I gave it to a 75 year old guy who was able to repair it or, or uh, go through it and check check on it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's definitely there's a ton of really cool stu stuff out there. Yeah, cool. But going back to 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 Tubi so you are a member of Tubi Yugen Atlanta and uh, Dixie Darkness, right? Yes. So tell me about Dixie Darkness. I always wanted to talk uh, uh, Gary about it, but since he's not here at the moment, what the, what is Dixie Darkness? It was one of the first pan state uh, Jugend, so to say. 
It was meant to be a Southern United States party chapter. Mm-hmm. That was the whole the whole idea. It was just like we're a bunch you know a bunch of people who get together and we just want to party. Like that's the whole reason the chapter exists. And then I know Panda got in it, and we were like, "But you're not in the Southern United States." And he's like, "I'm even more Southern because I'm in Mexico." Yeah. So he, that that was it. And all I mean, just an, another excuse to get another jacket. Exactly. Panda does that all the time. I mean, he set up Satanic and everything. So, but what 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 uh, what states are in Dixie Darkness? It's Alabama, basically. I'd say. It's mostly mostly people in Georgia. I feel like we had some people in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And it's not that many people. It's like maybe 10 people, 15 people. And then I think Juan and Iggy. I okay. think that's it. Well, wow. that's, a, that's a good crowd. Um, it still exists, I, I suppose. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not like we, we don't do anything, but I mean, yeah. we're, we're it's, it's the same group of guys. It's, I mean, I think most of the people in Dixie Darkness are in Atlanta. Anyways, or you could, you could have just called it uh, Georgia, right? Because there is a YouTube in Atlanta, right? It's funny. The funny, not funny. The Outlaw Motorcycle Club in Georgia, we had we had a meeting with many years ago, and they specifically told us you can have Atlanta, but you can't put Georgia on your rockers, and we happily agreed. Well, yeah. Well, were you meeting in a sober state? I, I was. I'm hoping it wasn't me. I mean, this was maybe 15 years ago. There was some confusion when. The, you know, they saw us out in the jackets. So th- there was a meeting. I understand it was very cordial. Like there was no problems, but it, it was just like, we know, we understand what you are. You can't put Georgia on your rockers. Okay. Yeah. This is the, well, I did a podcast once with Toby Union versus MC's uh, motor- motorcycle clubs, which is a big topic and thing in, in the US. Not sure. M- maybe not in, in Europe or other parts of the world, but obviously I think you should really have an eye on it. Be smart about it, right? Yeah, be be aware and be smart. Yeah, I'm jumping back to um uh, to your labor label and uh, the bands that you're currently uh, featuring. What is the, the newest acqu- uh, acquisition of your label? And what is there any band you would uh, uh, recommend for you guys uh, during those dark uh, days and nights? Uh, you would like to um, recommend? Um, well, of course, you know Moda Sierra because they're incredible. Um, they deserve more recognition. Uh, they are in their Yugen guys. Um, we just put out Killer Hearts. Oh, mm-hmm. and I just got Bitch Queens too, which are yeah other Yugen dudes in Switzerland. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. are doing Bitch Queens for the U.S. Okay, cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So they do Europe, and I just kind of cover North America, mm-hmm. which works out perfect. But yeah, Killer Hearts record rules. Kill the kick-ass guitar rock and Bitch Queens are an awesome action rock band. Yeah, I mean, bitch queens are pretty. I would, I would think that, in, especially in Europe, uh, bitch queens are really well known since they played on Yugen parties and uh, well to be Yugen Taga. I think if I'm getting probably getting this right, yeah. I think they did. Yeah, so they are pretty big in the true Yugen universe. But the Killer Hearts are from Houston, Texas, right? They are yeah, U.S. Correct. based. Yes. Um, I, I just, I just got, uh, uh, got to know them VR previous pre-podcast conversation and i think oh my god i'll be featuring them i'll be getting back to the the killer hearts um um with in the green puff uh just finishing the the, which i always do i'm always putting some music on at the end of the podcast and i'm going to be picking the killer hearts for sure um so is is this a a band you think the killer hearts uh openly asking you is it a 
is that a band that is really on the rise and can really be as big as they 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 sound at the moment? Is that is that a is that a they just got off, they just put out their album, uh, mm-hmm. their debut album, and it's been really well received. They also were able to tour, um, and they came back from tour where they uh, they had money, they made money, which was incredible, and you rarely hear that you know you came home with money. They sold a ton of shirts and records. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually did a date with uh, Todd from Pittsburgh and the Cheats, mm-hmm. and that was it was an awesome show. So they're planning to just keep on hitting the road. They're a bunch of guys who are want to be on the road, want to play shows, and they're at the end of the day are saving money to try to come to Europe. Oh, that's good news. Yes. Yes. yes, I mean yes. we've been dying to get some uh, international stuff over there. With I think Grindhouse, you're probably familiar with Grindhouse. Oh yeah, in Australia. We are. They, they they should be coming to Europe next year, and I hope that Killhearts are also of. They are also finding a way. So all of you Yugans out there listening to this, um, if you, yeah, I mean, keep your. Most of them have connections to bars and places that live venues. I would think so. Um, keep your. I know um, they've been in touch with the guys in Dead Furies, mm-hmm. and then other bands. Actually, you know, German bands. Um, yeah, someone else in Germany. So yeah, they'll definitely be coming through your your neck of the woods at least. Yeah, I mean, the whole, especially with with young bands, uh, the Tour Youth Network really helps connecting them to 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 venues and places. And if, and if the lo- if local Yugans show up, um, it always helps because it should give them if there's a decent following, it should give them give them at least 20 more people, 30, 50 more people if if it's a really big town or an epicenter of of Yugans that really and this really helps the bands usually. Those show who show up, they understand the the need of transferring some of their more or less well earned money um, to to the bands, and so they they buy records and and, and merch. So I would I would uh, yeah, just uh, give a shout out to the Yugans out there, just to yeah. keep their, their ears. Yugan has, is open. such a great base of just like fans of rock music. Yeah, you know they're super passionate, so it's you know good for works good for me. Yeah, good for bands, of, of course. So cool, um, Teddy. Thank you for your for your time. Thank you for checking in with the Tube Vegan Radio. Um, I will be seeing you. And this is a this is a <laughs> uh, if they let me fly um, into the U.S. next year, I uh, will be meeting uh, next uh, early summer. Oh, awesome! So which which is gonna be cool in in Atlanta. So there might be another podcast with, uh, with Teddy Spaghetti. For uh, in the, in the time being, thank you so much for uh, taking your time featuring the yeah. band. One 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 last thing. So you you were mentioning your email that young bands can uh, where young bands can reach you maybe uh, just announce it and uh, that should I'll be posting it below the podcast so, wow. so there's some spaghetti town at gmail.com and spaghetti has a y instead of an i okay i'll be posting it that uh, below the podcast so people can really look it up in the on the to be and ready facebook page so you can just awesome. copy paste it yes copy and paste <laughs> All right, Teddy. Thank you so much. Have Thank a nice you, Eve, and I talk to you later. Cool. Have a good one. Greenfo presented by. So always nice talking to some fellow Tour Jugend members which you've been known for years and somehow disappear and then they appear again in this case Teddy Spaghetti with an uh, awesome project um, that uh, Spaghetti Records label 
that he's put out. So that's a pure joy actually to talk to him and uh, getting to know his whereabouts with the label. Before we go to the cream puff, uh, let me do some housekeeping. Um, have not been too active on housekeeping that lately. No, I'm not cleaning my apartment. See me, see my nude. No, I'm talking about Two Weekend Radio. Um, yeah, we're still, um, this is the uh, 85th episode of the podcast. And, uh, yeah, once again, um, I would like to invite everybody who's listening to join Two Weekend Radio. If, if you have a good idea or uh, anything you want to talk about, any senseful stuff that you would like to talk about with me, just hit me up on the Facebook. It's, uh, use my, uh, Chebesta. Sengagnaben Wien, that's my uh, Trubigant account. Just hit me up on the Facebook or go to the Facebook group of Trubigant Radio. I'm there. Uh, just punch in Trubigant Radio and you'll find a, like a 1000 member, um, full group of, um, enthusiasts of Trubigant Radio. If you want to join that group, no problem. Hit me up. I'll be getting you into that group. And if you have something to write about or have any ideas for the podcast, go ahead and just do it. We'll be, I'm, we'll be happy to put you on the podcast. I'll be happy to talk to you. Um, if you guys out there want to join, uh, Two Weekend Radio, we've had several co-hosts, um, during all those years. Since I'm going into my almost, what is it? Eighth year now, I think of Two Weekend Radio. We've had a quite a slew of co-hosts. Um, that have been hosting uh, uh, episodes or parts of episodes. If you feel like contributing, you're more than invited. Only thing necessary, I guess, is having some sort of an idea of the English English language um, that makes it easier for all of us to understand what native speakers are talking about. So yeah, English would be um, cool. Uh, native English spe- speaker even better since I'm not. And uh, I would like to improve the whole program. Um, also mean, I'm also happy to really get everybody on uh, who has uh, some, some sort of idea how to do radio or if you want to try out radio or just talk crap like I do, just hop on. No big problem. Just um, hit me up. Um, yeah, one other thing is um, that Patreon account. I'm uh, I do have some some uh, um, some costs um, hosting that podcast. Uh, if you want to support a little bit, you can support us. Like in, I don't know, one dollar a month would be uh, um, helpful. Just hit on the Patreon.com/slash and Radio if if you want to contribute. Uh, contribute. If not, it's more than okay. Really, I'm totally fine with that as well. Um, um, just uh, promote the podcast if you like it. If not, hit me up and tell me how shitty you think it is and I can only improve by criticism. That's what I was taught and that's what I'm trying to get across here. All right, uh, so that was uh, the housekeeping. Um, maybe one one last uh, um, piece of information. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, check out your, the various Facebook groups of the Tribune. There's a big one called Facebook uh, slash Tribune. Uh, they have lots of information about concerts. I uh, haven't been seen too much lately, may, mainly because of the yeah developments of, of that virus that keeps it hard for everyone. But if you have so, any um, um, parties or if any concerts are taking place, uh, somehow you can relate it, you just as, might as well join that Facebook group uh, to be going to post it there. Uh, I'd be happy to see more music and more uh, events um, on there. Um, or you use your local list, uh, Facebook or whatnot listings as well. So just keep people informed that to is still alive, still out there. 
and still planning and doing stuff. This is, I think, one really important thing these days to not to like lock yourself in and play dead, um, but go out there uh, reason, sen- like in a, with a sensitive way, you know, reasonably, but still uh, keep that whole Jubigan movement active. Talk to people. Yeah, do some patch trading. Do some, uh, yeah, do some other podcasts. I don't know. Uh, do some Zoom meetings, what, what not, but please keep the Jugend alive. Even though the, our main band, uh, Truman Eagle is not, uh, playing as much or has not been playing as much this year. Maybe that's going to be changing next year. But in the meantime, just yes, support Tube it's, it's a good and cool thing. It's, as I just found out talking to Teddy Spaghetti after riding with him, uh, for some 20 years almost. Yeah. So cool. Um, that's it. I'll be finishing up the podcast with a cream puff. And to no, nobody's surprise, uh, I picked, uh, one of my new, yeah, one of the, it's actually a favorite band. I've, I've, I've been, uh, listening to for, the, for them for the last two weeks and I, I introduced them into my personal universe. We talked about it, uh, uh with Teddy. And, uh, the band is called Killer Hearts. They are, uh, based in Houston, Texas. And they just, uh, released their first real album in September of this year. It's called Skin Tight Electric. Um, it's really, really good. Um, high energy rock and roll, as they call it. Is it action rock and roll? Yeah, probably. For me, it's, I know, I'm not a, I'm not an expert on that, but I would, if I could mingle kill cheerleader or mix, mixed killed, kill cheerleader from Toronto, they are not existing anymore. But if I would mix them up with the dead boys, uh, 70s punk band, probably the killer hearts would, uh, result. Um, and this is exactly the reason uh, why I'm, I'm bringing you, um, those guys. They're awesome. Get their new records uh, as long as you can, because I'm, 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 I'm learning that, uh, at least the, the, the red vinyl is, has been sold out and I think they go fast. So really check your, um, your, your record stores, check Teddy Spaghetti, um, Spaghetti Records on, in the US. And there's also one distributor in, um, from Estonia. Uh, um, I'll be posting that below the podcast if you want to get your copy of Skin Tight Electric and one song I've, Pick because I think it's the best one. Lots of all of them are really good, but if I had to choose one, uh, I had to pick one. It's called "Good Time, Motherfucker," and since it's uh, bad lyrics and a cool song and has even some piano playing at the end, this is exactly what I choose to present you as a cream puff of November. Skin Tight Electric. That's the album Killer Hearts. That's the band, and the song is called "Good Time, Motherfucker." 